0: Well, I hope you're having a great day today. Our teaching is about the sin of omission. What is a sin of omission? This is Ray Martinez. I'm glad you're joining me today. We're reading from James 4.17, and it declares, Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. A sin of omission is a sin that is the result of not doing something God's Word teaches that we should do. It is generally used in contrast with the corresponding phrase, the sin of commission, or sins that a person actively commits. Paul contrasts the two concepts in Romans 7 verses 14 through 20. He decries or he points out his tendency towards both types of sin. He does what he doesn't want to do and knows it's wrong. The sin of commission. And he doesn't do what he knows he should do and really wants to do. That's the sin of omission. This is a picture of the nature of Christ and our own nature in conflict with the flesh in which it dwells. This is a relationship battle. In the New Testament, the classic example given by Jesus is the account of the Good Samaritan. And we read about this in Luke chapter 10 verses 30 through 37. This is about a story after a man had been beaten and left in need of help. The first two men to pass by was a priest and a Levite, both of whom knew better, failed to act. The third man, a Samaritan, stopped and he showed compassion to the man that was in need. Jesus used this example to teach that we are to likewise help those in need. By doing so, he clearly communicated that it is sinful to avoid doing good, just as it is sinful to pursue what is evil. Jesus further describes the sins of omission in Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46. This is about the goats. Those who are sent away by Christ are those who saw others hungry and thirsty but but didn't provide food or water. For me, this is one of the most powerful passages and reminders of how we must care for God's people, whether they are in sin or not, whether they are poor or rich, whether they have accepted Christ or not. They are still... The created image of Christ. They who committed the sins of omissions are those who saw others in need of clothing who were sick or in jail but did nothing to clothe or comfort them. These are all examples of sins of omission. There was no sin committed against these needy people. They were not intentionally starved or deprived for their clothing. But the sins of omission was committed when those who could have provided for them chose not to. Finally, the Apostle Paul provides a summary statement that explains why we should do what is right and refrain from sins of omission. Galatians 6.9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Romans 12 verses 1 through 2 and John 15 verses 1 through 11 are great verses for us to read. Matthew 12 50 really teaches this. When we do the will of our Heavenly Father, we avoid sins of omission and live productive, fruitful lives, pleasing to God. When we see homeless people begging for money on the streets, and many of us, we avoid them, feeling like they should go get a job. The question to myself is, am I judging them from my standards versus what God would have me do? How do I distinguish between the two? That's a tough question. We are taught in Scripture that we should walk by the Spirit and not by sight, or walk by faith and not by sight. It's important that we distinguish in our heart if God is compelling us to do the right thing. Or is he telling us not to give to this homeless person? We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit more than we are sensitive to our own personal feelings. That's where the fine line is, to know the will of God versus our will. And I would submit to you, that's why we have the scripture, the holy scriptures, to guide us today, a daily guide, to do on earth as it is in heaven, to teach us to do his will, to give us direction, to lead us, not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil. And to give us, as in others, not just me, our daily bread. And to forgive others of their transgressions, not just ourselves. Because this is His kingdom and glory, now and forever. By doing these things on God's behalf, we create glory in heaven and on earth. This glory means to give praise, worship, and thanksgiving unto God. Do this on behalf of God's people and God's creation. God wishes that none should perish. We read this in 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance that everyone means everyone who is a sinner and we have all sinned have we not so I submit to you if the Lord is not slow neither should we be slow helping others or doing what is right avoiding the sins of omission here's some great teaching scriptures and I want you to just bear with me because these are worth reading Deuteronomy 24 15 You must pay them their wages each day before sunset because they are poor and are counting on it. If you don't, they might cry out to the Lord against you and it would be counted against you as sin. Look at Proverbs 3, verses 27 through 28. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Matthew 25 verses 41 through 46, well worth reading. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothes. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. (laughs) In verse 46, he says, and they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Now, Think about what he's saying there, that when you're doing this to the people that we see around us, you're doing it to God, whether that's good, or bad because they're all God's creation. Luke 12:47. this is really a compelling verse and it says this, and a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. We've got to do some rethinking about how we treat other people and give some serious consideration about our lives and serving God and not serving ourselves. This is very compelling for me. I don't know about you, but as for me, I'm gonna follow God's instructions as much as I can. God bless you and have a rich and blessed day.